back. We are back. It is no one asked us. Holy smokes, what a summer. Craig and I have not spoken to each other in what <laughs> seems like a decade. Uh, but we are we are back. No one asked us is back and uh, we're excited. Can't get we're rid excited. of us that easily. No, they tried. The people tried to to ban us from the internet. They hate emails. We're all flying all over the place. Uh, but they couldn't they couldn't get rid of us. He's Craig Shelf. I did have someone say that the podcast is titled perfectly for I I thought that was great. I loved that too. Uh, I like that as well. Uh, he's Craig Schott. I'm Logan Lee. This is No One Asked Us. Uh, we are back for what we're calling season two. Uh, season one of this show, we ended up doing it for well over a year. Uh, we decided in May we were going to take what we kind of thought was like a brief hiatus. Uh, but we just kind of didn't really do anything. We recorded one show uh, when Matthew Meyer joined the Illini basketball team back in May. I believe late May. Yep. yep. Um, and other than that, this this channel has been pretty dormant. So uh, we thought we would bring it back. Uh, we knew we were going to bring this show back. We was just it was just a matter of when. So uh, we are here. We have a lot to talk about. This is going to kind of be like our summer catch up episode. Um, talk about some of the things that have happened over the past couple months since we've been away, uh, as well as preview a few things that are coming up, including. Big Ten Football Media Day, which is or Media Week or whatever they call it, which is happening days. right now. Days, Media Days uh, in Indianapolis. They're closing that down tonight. Uh, so we got plenty of plenty to talk about uh, involving Illini sports, uh, national sports. We'll talk a lot of baseball. Um, trade deadlines coming up, so I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about there. Who knows what we're going to get into on this episode. Um, we have some sort of a rundown, but let's be honest, we're just going to, this is just going to be all over the board. So uh, <laughs> bear with us. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've done this. So uh, as always, don't forget to reach out to us via email at no one asks us 2021 at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at no one asks us pod. He's at Craig W. Choate. I'm at the Logan Lee. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Like, subscribe, share, all that stuff uh, really helps. We're looking to build this channel again now that we're, you know, back into the swing of things. So um, there is still a standing bet out there that when we get to a thousand subscribers, Logan grows his hair out like the Matthew Meyer mullet. We never put uh, an did, end date on that. Did you see, did you see RJ Melendez's yeah. Instagram story where yeah. he asked the people if, if uh, he should and grow out like the mullet again? 90% yes. Absolutely. I mean, come <laughs> on. Like he knew that was happening. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Craig, how are you? It's been a while. We, it's I mean, you and I time. still, you and I still text regular, fairly regularly, but, uh, it's been a while since we chatted. Has anything happened in your life in the past couple of months that you want to talk about? Oh, I don't think I've left the house. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something specific that you were, uh, I don't know. I just figured you'd have something you wanted to talk about. Um, I'm engaged. Oh, there it is. Craig's engaged. <laughs> that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. You can talk about whatever yes. you want. It's your show. Yeah. Uh, full month now. Full month now. Me and Christy have been engaged. Uh, went to Red River Gorge down here in Kentucky, and it was a whole ordeal. I had the ring for like a month, like carrying it in my pocket for like a month, waiting for the right not my pocket, but in my bag that I take everywhere, uh, waiting for the right time. And, uh, we were there for a weekend and Saturday, the first hike we went on, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. 
get it out of the way, get this ring out of my pocket so I don't lose the thing. And we decided to do not a beginner trail, but like a moderate or advanced trail. And so we got five minutes on the trail and we were all hands on our knees, like sweating bullets <laughs> in the depths of Red River Gorge. And we got up to where we were going. It's called Natural Bridge uh, at Red River Gorge. It's it's very similar to Garden of the Gods down in Southern Illinois. And we got up to it and I'm like, I'm dying. I can't, I can't do this right now. So postponed it a day, but we found a nice waterfall and uh, yeah, pop the question. We're in the midst of the wedding planning right now. Very exciting. Very exciting. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, that's big, big moment, big step. Can't wait to get that wedding invitation in the mail, which I will ultimately probably decline because I'll probably be sick that weekend. Uh, you already told me you're going to be busy oh, that that's weekend. True. We that. haven't even set a date yet. <laughs> that's my favorite joke. Uh, but yeah, happy for you guys. Um, I'm trying to think. I haven't really, I've traveled a little bit. Um, you went to Disney? I did. Oh my goodness, Craig. The reason <laughs> the reason I asked you if you were still at Disney, remember yes. when I texted you? I, oh, I remember. And I texted you back at three o'clock in the morning when I was at the airport. Yeah. So yes. I didn't text back. <laughs> Yes. I'm pretty sure you and Aaron Bennett were there at the same time. Really? I'm almost positive. Yeah. That's I didn't really think funny. of it until he sent me, he sent me a picture of the fireworks at magic kingdom. And I was like, wait, Logan was just posting from there. I think yeah. they're there on the same day. That's crazy. I, uh, you know, we always play that game in my family where first person, I mean, it doesn't always happen, but my dad especially knows a lot of people and I tend to know a lot of people. So it's always fun when you just spot people out in the wild that, you know, so that would have been fun uh, had we ran into each other, but no, uh, we were there. Uh, it was a very spur of the moment trip. Um, my mom really wanted to go. My mom hadn't been for, we went, my parents took us, we had a big family group that went when I was probably 12. Um, uh, and my parents haven't been back. So my mom really wanted to go. She wanted to go and see some of the the things, the new stuff, the new rides, the new, the new lands, do some of the stuff that are more like adult centric. Um, I'm sure, you know, she'll go again when there's grandkids involved and things that want to go and do a lot of the kids stuff. And so she wanted to go and see the star Wars stuff and all that. So uh, we basically, as, as I said, it was a pretty quick, uh, quickly planned trip. We were there for three days around 4th of July. I was really worried that the crowds were going to be obnoxious, but honestly they weren't. Um <clears throat> I, uh, we had, yeah, we did two days at Disney, did a day at Universal, and I came back with a very unwanted souvenir that kept me at home for a week. So, um, yeah, you know, oh, everything is, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really publicize that. Um, I mean, everybody's had it at this point, but it is yeah. what it is. So, um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was at the beginning of July or into June, beginning of July. And, um, you know, kind of spent the next couple of weeks recovering. So <laughs> literally, uh, but other than that, you know, that's kind of been my summer. We went to Boston a little bit earlier um, oh, yeah. in the summer that I don't, I think I mentioned it. I think we did the Matthew Meyer pod right before we left for Boston. I think, I think so. Um, so I don't know if I actually talked about it here, but we did that too. We did a lot of, a lot of exploring there, went to a, a Red Sox game. And um, so that was pretty cool. So have done some traveling how, this summer. How cool but, is Sweet Caroline? at Fenway. That was awesome. That was just, it's such an experience. Like it's, yeah. it's just like, you know, seventh inning stretch at Wrigley field. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, two just iconic moments that you just kind of, you just want to experience. So we had really That's good probably seats. Number one on my bucket list stadium wise, probably it was, Fenway. It was for me too. 
So uh, cool ballpark, really cool city, did a lot of walking. Oh my goodness. We did a lot of walking that weekend. And then we did a ton of walking our Disney and Universal weekend. So uh, I've put in a lot of steps. Granted, I haven't done much, um, you know, since I've not been in one of those places, but. So what you're saying is you're in great shape right now. No, no, absolutely. It is weird. Like once you get engaged, you're like, your life kind of is like, all right, I should probably get myself into gear. Cause yeah. I've worked out every day since. Really? Yeah. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's, that's the scale isn't showing it, but um, <laughs> I have. At least you're trying. Been active. Yes. Yeah. At least you're it's, trying. It's a weird life I live now. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'll get there one day. Um, all right. Let's just get into this thing. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this. We're going to change a few things up. A little bit from how we've done things in the past, not a ton. Um, we don't really have a, a plan going forward as to how, when these shows are going to come out and all that stuff. But yeah. um, either way, we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants today. So uh, formally, we've had the moment of the week. Uh, it's been a thing we were doing for a good chunk of our first run of shows. Uh, we're going to start calling that now. What caught your eye? Which Craig came up with, and I, I do agree. I think it's a little more catchy than. Uh, just your standard run-of-the-mill moment of the week. Uh, Craig, we don't have to go this past week, but, you know, whatever. What What's caught your eye lately since we've talked I know, about I, Anything normally, in particular? Like, when we're a in number our, of things. When we're in our routine of weekly shows, like, I'll see something and I'll immediately go to my notes tab on my phone. I'll be like, all right, I got to write that down. But we only decided to do this episode a couple of days ago, so I hadn't really thought of anything. So this just popped in my head, and you're going to hate it. Um a lot of Chicago was going to hate it, but this is two years in a row now where a good majority of Cub players hang out in the dugout following a game, crying and hugging. It's one of the more somber things I've seen in sports. I, I know you hate it. You're shaking your head and it's bringing bad, bringing bad thoughts to your head, but this is what you go with. <laughs> I think this leads more to uh, – I, I see both sides of this thing. So I see like, okay, Contreras loves Chicago so much, but he knows he's getting traded. Ian Happ is the same. Last year it was Rizzo, Bryant, and, and Javi. Like the core of that Cubs put so much into that organization, and the owners just, pardon my French, put the expletive on it, shit all over their players and their fan base the last what three years two years yeah so two years at least i know it's a sad moment because you know these mlb players are crying in the dugout because they know that they're probably not going to play as a cub in that dugout on that field for a while but it really kind of puts things in perspective about how much these guys do really care and how much it means to them and honestly how bad of an ownership group the cubs are right now so i'm sorry um i've said it to multiple people. I don't know how Cubs fans do it. I have honestly gained a lot more respect for you guys for continuing to support them in some sort of way, because I I just don't get what that ownership group is doing. So that's what caught my eye was the Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras hug in the dugout following their win yesterday. Um, so that's the only thing I had. So that's my, um, that's what caught my eye recently again like i said it was just top of the head first thing i thought of i'm sorry thank you 
Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, I, yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's annoying. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this till later in the show, but I'll just say it now. I don't know that I've watched two Cubs games all year. I haven't cared. I haven't had the desire to. I still follow it. I still listen to the podcast. I still read a lot of the stuff on The Athletic. I still see all the game scores. I still check the lines, the box scores. I still know what's happening. I haven't cared to watch. Um, it's frustrating. I haven't had really the, the desire to go to Wrigley Field. Um, it's just, it's it's sad. It's sad um, that this is, this is where we're at. Uh, I will say though, and I had this discussion with my dad uh, this past weekend and he's, you know, my dad's not a Cubs fan. He's a Reds fan. And uh, he was just kind of making an an observation as kind of like a a third party. And, and I tend to agree with him. You know, the comment he made was that he thinks Theo Epstein saw something that the rest of us didn't when Theo left. And I, it's true. I mean, you look at now who the Cubs dealt last year, um, Chris Bryant has been virtually non-existent in Colorado. Javi Baez is streaky at best in Detroit. Uh, Anthony Rizzo has put up okay numbers. He's been the most consistent of those three. Uh, The big ones that were dealt last year, Kyle Schwarber, uh, which will forever um, bother me. I, I, that, I will never get over that decision that they made this up the off season before I get that there were finances involved with the pandemic and everything. And that Kyle wasn't particularly playing well. Uh, but Kyle Schwarber, as soon as he's left the Cubs has been the most consistent power hitter in baseball for the last two seasons. So, um, so that one is, is bothers me a little bit more than the, than the other three at this point. Um, so, I, I mean, I understand the business side of it. It's still frustrating. Uh, we can get over, we can go into the stuff that's happening right now a little later in the show, but I, yeah. I definitely, uh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's annoying. I totally get where you're coming from. Um, so for my, uh, what caught your eye, it's going to be more of a, what have I been thinking about lately? Um, and this is something I don't really plan on t- diving into too much on this show. I've already talked about it a lot on Twitter and I did another pad- podcast about it, but in 2025, we're going to get two Avengers movies. So that's something that has been taking over a lot of the airwaves in my brain since Saturday when they announced that at Comic-Con. How uh, many gotta, of those airwaves are left in your brain? I don't know, man. Not many. They're all absorbed <laughs> by something. Uh, it's pretty nuts, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so that, that's pretty cool. Uh, I've had a lot of thoughts on movies in general, but Marvel movies in specific. And I've already mentioned a lot of those. If you care, you can listen, look at those podcasts I've done with my buddy, Coach Steve. But uh, either way, 2025 we're gonna get two avengers movies so that's pretty cool um maybe next week we'll have more of a plan on you know what what i'm actually you know what's actually kind of forever that caught my eye oh my goodness craig i cried so much like i'm gonna gonna cry in that movie uh that i have a lot of thoughts and a lot of theories that's i i think it's killmonger at the end uh that's just my my running theory right now um but yeah, that that's going to be a a tearjerker. Uh, it's going to pull at the heartstrings quite a bit. So yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff came out of Comic Con, especially from Marvel on Saturday. Um, stuff we can talk about later. But either way, two Avengers movies in twenty twenty five. That's not like when they did Infinity War and Endgame over the course of like a year. Like this is two movies that are coming out within six months of each other. Um, so either way, that's pretty cool. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, used to do question of the week. We're going to change that up now to what do you think? 
what do you think is going to be our uh, new question of the week? Again, this is a Craig Show original. Uh, I love it. I love working title. It's a working (laughs) title. Either way, uh, before we went on our uh, rather lengthy hiatus, I believe our last question of the week was, does Albert Pujols get to 700 home runs? Um, we asked that, uh, as the baseball season was getting underway, uh, I think he had already now, hit four at the time. Okay. Well, he has six now, uh, <laughs> yeah. on the season. So, um, although he did get to play at the home run derby, which was awesome. He did. And he uh, beat the, Schwarber. Yeah. Schwarber laid, laid an egg, uh, him and Alonzo both kind of struggled in the home run derby. So the home run derby was cool. I'll be honest. The, the all-star game experience itself was kind of cool. The game itself sucked as a game uh but i we can talk about that later but either way the question last that we asked previously was does albert pujols get to 700 home runs with his six on the season this year his up to a career total of 685 so craig let's ask the question again (laughs) do you think albert pujols gets to 700 home runs if he plays five more years (laughs) that's fair no, That's fair. I don't know. He does not. He does not. He's not going to hit 15 home runs in the second half. There's no way. Okay. All right. Let's do a question of the week for this week, or excuse me. Uh, what was it going to be? The, what's this? This is the, what do you think of the week? What do you think? It's a working title. As you said, um, let's make it simple uh, a week from tomorrow or, or a week from Thursday of um, next week is the trade deadline. Does Juan Soto get traded? Yes or no. I think that's pretty simple. I think it's probably leaning towards one way right now, but I think a lot has to happen before then um, for that to happen. So I think that's a pretty fair question. What do you think? You like that? Yeah. In my head was college realignment. So I like that better. Let's Uh, just stick to baseball. We got a lot of college football. We're going to be doing the next few weeks. I was going to do something college football related to, but I think in the moment, let's change it up. Let's do something baseball a little more timely with what's happening this week. So pretty simple. Does Juan Soto, the Nationals 23-year-old superstar who turned down the 15-year, $5 jillion contract extension or whatever it was, um, does he get traded before the trade deadline on Thursday? We'll have that up on our social media for this week for you guys to answer, and we'll talk about the results next week. Anything you else you want to mention before we get into the, the bulk of this show? <laughs> the bulk of the show. No, we've let's go. Been, we've we've already been doing it for 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> Big Ten Media Days. The college football season is right around the corner. Uh, we are about a month away, roughly, from uh, the season getting underway. What What is week zero? What is that day? Uh, August 27th. So literally a month from now. Either way. We are about a yep. month away from Illinois, Wyoming, August 27th. We are a month away from the college football season getting underway. Uh, Big 10 having their media days this week in Indianapolis. Uh, a lot of things to talk about there. Uh, obviously, the big topic has been uh, realignment, which we will discuss here shortly um, with the news of UCLA and USC and, and what's to happen next. Uh, I know there's been a lot of discussions about NIL and um, whether the this is gonna what's gonna happen with with college football does government need to get in the way of this do they need to do a lot of things um i know there were a lot of questions thrown at a lot of people uh coaches commissioners alike um so just just kind of recapping things you know just on a general sense you know what have been some of your biggest takeaways from what's been said uh in indianapolis this week 
Uh, college football media days, good for two things. One, the season, literally right around the corner. We're going to have football within the month. And two, you get to hear from the commissioners, which you don't get to hear from very often um, in this setting for an extended period of time. Kevin Warren talked for 45 minutes on Tuesday. So that's kind of where all of my thoughts are coming from for this because you don't really learn much from the players and coaches and their press conferences or their podiums or anything. And if you do, the affiliates from the local stations are sending it out in the coming days and not doing it day of story um, stuff like this. So um, I, I just am totally impressed with the way Kevin Warren has rebounded from the first couple months uh, up to the first year of his time as big 10 commissioner. You know, he was, people were questioning him and very critical of him for that, how he handled COVID trying to cancel the football season and then no one followed suit. So he kind of got stuck on an Island and they had to quickly pull together a shortened condensed schedule so they could play because everyone else was playing and they didn't want to fall behind. So that compounded with a couple other things just wasn't a good start for Kevin Warren, um, but he was put in a tough situation. I mean, he took over right when COVID started. So a uh, brand new job, brand new first time commissioner trying to handle all that stuff was, I mean, I don't think anybody would have handled it very well, um, but just the way he's rebounded and like everyone knows just a month ago, less than a month ago, adding UCLA and USC kind of was like Kevin Warren flexing on him. Like, uh, okay, you want to make fun of me? You want to think I'm bad at my job? Let me go get two of the biggest brands in college athletics that are thousands of miles away from the nearest other school in their conference now and get them to the big 10. And that's what he did. And so I think the perception has done a complete 180 um, for most people. I'm sure there are still people that are very critical of Kevin Warren, but for me, I'm very impressed with the way he's handled things and the way he's rebounded from that slow start to his big 10 tenure. Um, and the big 10 is right there with the sec that I think if people had to take had to take your pick of what conference survives all of this realignment and all this shifting. I think the big 10 and the sec are the two that aren't going anywhere for sure. Everyone else is expendable, yeah. but because of what Kevin Warren has done, big 10 in a very, very, very good position. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, the, you know, the TikTok trend, the flip the switch thing where you're looking in the mirror and you're doing one thing and the, the light, you flip the switch, the light goes out and the light comes back on. You're doing something different. I feel like that's just what happened. Like he just flipped a switch and then all of a sudden he's just a totally different guy. He's the best commissioner this side of Greg Sankey. Um, I, <laughs> I, I was a little, I've been a little skeptical about the big 10 um, prior to the addition because, you know, everybody kept saying it's the sec against the big 10. It's the sec against the big 10. I never fully got that. Um, I, I mean, I know the Big Ten still has Ohio State, Michigan. I know those are big, you know, tentpole universities. But, like, I never totally felt like they had that much weight over some of the other conferences. I mean, I know the Big 12 had kind of been depleted. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of like I don't know that they're totally on the SEC's page. I think they're, 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 back, they're back there now. Um, they may not be – one a they may be one b um but they're they're right back on the level of the sec now um because after the sec went out and got texas and oklahoma i felt like that was a different ball game 
Um, I felt like it was the SEC, the Big Ten, and then the others. And now it's it's a lot closer uh, between those two. So, um, yeah, it's been a, been a very different uh, view. Uh, he's getting a very different view than um, he was getting really prior to the, the big stuff. So we'll talk about the, the realignment stuff here shortly. Um, other media day stuff. I know that we haven't gotten through, gotten to see all of the Illinois specific things. Um, by the time that we're doing this show, uh, but just kind of, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts from, from Bielma, from players, Illinois centric? Uh, have you learned anything? Do you ever learn anything about these things? <laughs> Um, um what's your take I away? listened to so I listened to Bielema at the podium again not a not a ton he did say that he's never played a Friday night game um which Marley Weirda pointed out they played Maryland on a Friday night last year so not really sure what he was meaning there or if he just forgot that Maryland game because he should have because there was no reason to lose that game uh I was there I was I would know because I was there watching that game um and then he had his whole scrum with all the local reporters off to the side and i watched a recording of that um he did say that student football tickets are up 70 percent student football ticket sales are up 70 percent, which is interesting that's a good sign um i think there are seven home games this year maybe six um but that's good um the other thing i wanted to touch on before we forget um assistant coach ben miller is going to miss this season um, he's been away from the team since February because uh, he was diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, he They did announce just yesterday, I believe, Tuesday, that he is going to miss the 2022 season. He's going to be away. Um, and they hired Sean Snyder, who has been at USC the last two years for the special teams coordinator and specialist coach and also an uh, analyst job for Courtney Messingham, who has kind of bounced around and been OC at a couple different spots, most recently at Kansas State. So there's going to be some some new faces on the assistant coaching staff um, for the Illini this season. A um, couple of guys with with some Power Five experience, which is good. Um, other than that, I I can't think of anything that BLM has said that should really pique anyone's interest. Um, they did take Chase and Sydney Brown to represent Illinois for Media Day, and they said that it's the first ever set of twins of any team to represent any team at a media day ever. So, I mean, that's cool, but that's just the way Chase and Sydney are They're They're kind of trendsetters, not really trendsetters, but trailblazers. I don't know what the, what the right word is yet, but um, yeah, those are the only two things I wrote down. I mean, you know, the questions are quarterback is Tommy DeVito. The quarterback is Sitkowski. Uh, is he healthy? First of all, cause he missed the end of the year with broken arm, right? I think he broke his arm in that Penn yeah. State game. Um, so is he healthy? Does he beat DeVito? Is DeVito the guy? Um, the the running backs are the strength. Um, the offensive line is kind of uh, what's it what's it called? Um, filling some holes there because a lot of guys left: Darian Lowe, Doug Kramer, um, Jarasati, uh, Badovinak. Those guys all left, so you're going to have a lot of new starters there, but you got Alice Palczewski back. Um, and then can the defense continue to improve? So, um, again, I don't I don't know that we're going to get a ton of answers, but just the fact that media day happened and we're talking football and we're back doing shows means it's that much closer and we are four weeks now 
away. We're exactly a month away, like you said, from the season starting. Um, training camp starts on Saturday, so so we're right there. Yeah, it's going to be here before you know it, and we're going to have a lot of time to, to discuss uh, Illini football leading up to the season. Um, yeah, kick season kicks off uh, in, in, in a month, so lot, lots to talk about. Um, we'll cover more of that stuff here in the coming weeks. I do want to talk about uh, the Big Ten realignment news uh, that broke uh, a month ago. It was almost exactly a month ago. I remember because I was on my way to the airport <laughs> uh, to fly to to uh, Orlando uh, when you had texted me or I was about to, to leave to go to the airport. But um, yeah, that was the big news from a week ago that we haven't had a chance to to talk about on here. And you know where I how I feel about realignment. Um, it's it's also it's my favorite thing it's also my least favorite thing um yeah usc and ucla the two big um really the two big prize possessions of the pac-12 um are are headed to the big 10 in a couple years uh it was the news that shocked the sports world i don't think there was anybody that saw this coming uh aside from maybe the conference commissioners the conference commissioner and some of the people involved uh, with the voting uh, of, to allow this to happen. But uh, UCLA and USC officially joining the Big Ten uh, here in a couple of years, leaving the Pac-12. The Big Ten will now go coast to coast. Uh, they, they have, uh, they're represented in New Jersey and Maryland, and now as well in California. I do believe Kevin Warren said that they're now in all four time zones. I don't think yep. that's correct. I think um, I saw someone say that the western part of Nebraska is mountain time. Oh, okay. So Got technically, so the, that's so how the, he's clarifying that. So the city itself is not the campus; it's not, but the, the I think, okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right. I well, think either that way, was the clarification. They now have schools in all in three of the four time zones, yes. uh, three of the four main land time zones. But um, either way, uh, it's a big deal. Um, this is this is the um, retaliation essentially for what happened last summer with Texas and Oklahoma uh, joining the SEC. Now the Big Ten goes out and gets uh, a couple big properties um, to join them. So let's just kind of get your thoughts here. I know we've had a month to kind of sit on this, um, so this isn't obviously breaking news, and this isn't going to be a, an initial reaction. But where do you stand on this whole thing right now? What are your thoughts on USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten? Right now or what I thought when it was announced? Well, I mean, you can kind of talk about what you thought when it was um, announced. But I think right main, now, main I'm, now, yeah, right now, it's perfect. I mean, if you you were already in New York, the number one market, and Chicago, the number three market, to take both schools in LA, the number two market, you own it. You own the top three. Well, you don't own New York, but you're in New York. You own Chicago and you own LA. Now you own two and three in my eyes. Um, and I think Kevin Warren said it today. We are going to be able to wake up at 1155. Well, 1055, watch the last hour of college game day, watch the noon big 10 kickoff, watch a three thirty big 10 kickoff watch a seven o'clock big 10 kickoff and then watch an 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock big 10 kickoff you're going to have windows of four big 10 games back to back to back to back now some will argue who wants to watch that much big 10 
I understand. Big Ten football isn't always Not great. Not if, if it's Rutgers flying to UCLA, probably probably not going to be the best game or or ipso facto i guess ucla to Rutgers, but we're going to be able to watch the schools that we care about the most that we watch the most all day so that's a huge factor la cash money i mean that media rights deal just shot through the roof every school in the big 10 is going to benefit from this um this addition, these additions of these two schools. And same thing I said earlier, USC and UCLA, while they're not always great at everything, are two of the biggest brands in college athletics. Yeah. Top no 10, question. top five, probably top, top 10, 10 right? for sure. Yeah. Top 10 for sure. Maybe yeah. top five. USC might be top five. I don't know. Um, Whitman did say today that they have the second and third most national championships ever won. Or he thought they did. I don't know that he knows that for sure. I think number one is Stanford, who the Big Ten also wants and would be a perfect fit to expand more in the West, Stanford and Cal. So I think it's the start of getting to 20. I think they're at 16 now. I think four more schools are going to join. They're just waiting on one of those schools to decide if they want to join, and then they go from there. But I don't think that they're – was a better move out there that the Big Ten could have made to strengthen their conference. I can't think of another group, a pairing of two schools that would have been as impactful as USC and UCLA. No, no, I think you're right. I think you're right on all accounts. Uh, I think that, I mean, no, a pairing of Notre Dame and somebody is the only one that could have potentially rivaled it. Um, a Notre Dame USC could have rivaled it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it was the biggest play out there. Um, as I've already mentioned, they now go coast to coast. As you mentioned, they now have the three, the three biggest markets. Um, granted, New York doesn't really care about college sports, but um, they're in that market at least. Uh, plus you throw that into what they already have with uh, Minneapolis and Indianapolis and Detroit and uh, the state of Ohio, um, I mean, it's the Big Ten's covering a lot of ground here. Yeah, some some pretty big markets. Uh, I there. This is obviously not the end of this. This may be the end of it for right now. Uh, we may not see any more movement for another year. Um, Notre Dame is the next domino that everybody's waiting on, and I don't think Notre Dame's in a hurry to do anything. Um, you can certainly make a case for and against them leaving or them joining the big 10. Um, but I think that they're pretty set on what they're, where they're at right now. If they can get a pretty good deal from NBC and if they're, if there's still a, a path for them to make the playoff and they still have enough games out there to play, then they'll be fine. Uh, but if any of those three things change, obviously things will change for Notre Dame. Um, what does this mean next? Well, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities out there. Um, I think you logistically at some point will need to add some more teams from the West coast. Uh, I just think I mean, my, the reason I said earlier, I, I both love and hate conference realignment. And the reason I hate it is because it's, they don't take the other sports into consideration at all. Um, granted, I know the argument can be made that they're making more money and that money can go towards those, those teams, but that doesn't change the fact that, uh, a volleyball team from Rutgers is going to have to fly 
uh, clear across the country to play a, a conference game uh, against USC, UCLA. Uh, that stuff doesn't change. So I, I think logistically, I think at some point you're going to need to add other West Coast schools, whether that's Stanford and Cal or Oregon and Washington or Arizona schools, whatever the case may be. I think you're going to need to get somebody uh, just to make it a little more, just to make it make a little more sense. Um, I think there's also an argument to be made that eventually football separates itself from the rest of the sports. And then you might see more of a geographical realignment done for everybody else. Um, Maybe, maybe not. We'll just have to see how that goes. Um, But for the big 10, from a business perspective, it makes, it makes a big difference. It's a, it's a lot of money that they're going to be making now. Um, They were already going to be bringing in a lot of money from their TV deal. And now that you have, um, Los Angeles and the state of California, uh, it's, it's going to grow substantially. Uh, it's going to grow, uh, your reach in terms of recruiting for the big 10. Um, it's going to grow your reach in terms of fan bases for the big 10. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's a huge move for them. Um, I know you've talked about, you know, your wish list for what should happen next. And I know some of these conversations are now, you know, three weeks old, uh, but you know, who, who do you want to see the big 10 add to get this thing to 20? Cause right now they're at 16. So it depends on which direction you want to go. If you want to keep going West Cal, Stanford, Oregon, Washington, Cal Stanford gets you the San Francisco Bay area market, Oregon, Portland, whatever, but Washington would then get you so Seattle. Have you backed off from your Arizona stance or whatever you your original wish list was like arizona state and colorado i would love for arizona Baylor. i think was on your list yeah yeah i mean but i think you got to do it in pairs kind of like the pac-12 does now like for basketball they would have friday sunday or thursday saturday pairs where arizona would go to washington and knock out washington and washington state in a three-day span so you got to pair it up so i guess i would Selfishly, I would love them to add Arizona and Arizona State, get the Phoenix market, because I love Phoenix. I want to retire in Phoenix. I want to move to Phoenix. I love that place. But realistically, I don't think you get those two um, for uh, academic factors, uh, because the Big Ten is huge on academics. Like Every school in the Big Ten is part of the AAU, except for one and i think they were when they joined but they are no longer or something like that um, so. which notre dame is not part of the aau so notre dame doesn't draw for me but i'm just not a notre dame fan i get the appeal part of me doesn't want them in the big 10 there, there's a part of me that does not want them in the big 10 so i think it depends on where they want to go if they want to keep going west go see go washington oregon cal stanford the other draw would to try and go south. But then you're competing with the SEC and it would require poaching from the ACC, some sort of Miami, Florida State, Georgia Tech. But then do you, or Vir- and Virginia, and then maybe you go 22 and take Duke and North Carolina. Because then you get Miami, you get Atlanta, you get the Raleigh Durham area. Virginia doesn't really bring much, but they're in the AAU. They're a pretty well-respected school. So it just depends on which way you want to go. I think they'll probably go West and get Cal, Stanford, and then Oregon and Washington or or something like that. 
I really wish this news happened at a time that I wasn't traveling and sick because we could have honestly done an entire hour plus long show just talking about this stuff. And I'm, I just don't want to do that at this point because it's a month later yeah. and all these things have already been talked about at nauseum on other shows and in other articles. So we don't need to do it. But um, I've said this to you. I think eventually what happens here is that right now there are tech still technically five major conferences, although it's pretty much now two and three. Uh, I think that what we will see eventually is that we will go down to four. I think yeah. that the other three are going to cannibalize one another and I'm not sure who I'm not sure who's the most powerful. Um, I think the big 12 is probably the most prone to staying around. It would then be the other two uh, that poach from each other. Um, but I think ultimately we will go from having five power conferences to having two power conferences and two slightly less power conferences or maybe they're able to do something where they're you know on par more with with the other two but either way i think one of the five won't exist um a few years from now it would be my guess i just i think there are too many things at play here obviously everybody's going after the the tv dollars and the money that the schools bring and i think what's going to happen is the big 10 and the sec are going to make their way up to 20 plus teams and that means somebody's going to get left out. So um, either way, it's exciting. It's it's definitely exciting stuff. Um, but we will have more of that to come in future episodes. Uh, we still have a couple of years till this happens anyway, right? It's like yeah, 2024. 2024. Um, yeah. So we, we still got some time. But either way, that was some big news that happened a month ago. So obviously, we were going to talk about it. Uh, anything else from a football perspective that we need to talk about um, in this week's episode of this show? I don't think so. Uh, SIU hired a new athletic director. Yes. <laughs> um, also, yeah. Murray and Belmont are officially in the Valley. So, Was that after uh, so we were on? I think feel like that happened before. We that happened, but they are officially oh, like okay. their members now. Yep. But yeah. Um, yep. SIU does I, have I, a new I can't think of anything director. else. Yeah. If we want to keep this a little bit shorter, we can move on to baseball. Let's move on to baseball. Um, we can kind of give our kind of mid-season thoughts. I've already kind of given you my thoughts on the Cubs. They're a mess. I haven't really watched. Uh, they're going to trade away now the rest of their best players, and they're going to be left with a bunch of 23-year-olds and um, some Jason Hayward. some big contracts that nobody really wants. So, <laughs> uh, Cardinals, how are you feeling? You're, you're feeling good? No? no? Not great? <laughs> I mean – they're trotting Andre Pallante out there every fifth day. Like you can't expect to win a division or get in the playoffs when you got a relief. We have, uh, I just, just one reliever because they're not starting Jordan Hicks anymore. I just don't, I never got around to the opening pitcher thing that the Rays kind of did and other teams have done. And the Cardinals kind of tried it with Jordan Hicks or they tried to make him a starter. He's not a starter. He's a reliever. Like, why are you trying to do stuff that it just doesn't make sense? Um, and then the injuries, you know, you got Matt's Flaherty and Hudson all on the IL. So I guess in a way, like what other options do they have other than Andre Palante? But um, yeah, I just don't think it's, it's not going great. Uh, you got an MVP candidate and Goldschmidt hitting three thirty with 20, some 25 bombs. Um, Arenado, Started the season very hot, kind of cooled, but still hitting close to 300 with close to 20 bombs. 
Um, oh, Tyler O'Neill's just not doing it. Dylan Carlson's been hitting well. Tommy Edmonds decent. I think he's hitting 250 now. Like it's just not clicking right now. Um, so the next what three days? Is it three days? Six days? Whatever it is. Um, you gotta decide. The front office has to make a decision. Do you go to the trade deadline and make a move to win this season? and go get a Luis Castillo, Frankie Montas. Uh, I've seen Madison Bumgarner's name thrown out there because he's having a decent year. Go get one or two of those guys to solidify your rotation this year. Or do you go get Juan Soto and just say, okay, that helps us this year, but it could also help us for the next at least two after or more if you sign him. Um, Because I don't think – you can't do both. You can't go get Montas – and or Castillo and go get uh, Juan Soto. You got to make a decision there on which one you want. So next couple days, we'll see what the front office for in St. Louis, uh, where they're leaning. If anything, they might not even do anything. I mean, that'd be so Cardinals. Where are you at in the wild card standings? Uh, we were we were a half game or a game up on the Giants, but we lost yesterday. So I'm not exactly sure what the update it is. Um, Cardinals own the five. Oh, they're two and a half up on San Francisco. Nope, wrong. Six teams make it. Yeah, six teams make it. Tied with Philly right now for the final spot. Okay, so you're obviously still in the running for this thing. You can still make yeah. the playoffs, and then you'll still have there. your Cardinal magic that will get you to the CS, and then. Well, that's know, the thing. Like, if you go if you get talent. I would be okay with Madison Bumgarner and another starter. We, we, you just need arms at this point. You need arms. But also, Juan Soto doesn't come around very often. If you can get a package for Juan Soto, I'm going to. How do you say no to that? When I, you, even though you need two to three starting pitchers, if, you, if the Nationals accept your trade offer for Juan Soto, you can't say no. You can't. So I'm going to be I, I don't know. so mad when it happens. <laughs> I I threw up in my mouth when I read that the other day that the Cardinals will probably have the best chance to get him. And to be quite honest with you, you probably wouldn't have to give up as much as some other people when it comes to I mean, it'll take four of and, our top 10 prospects. But how many of them are probably already blocked by your other cornerstone people? Um, Jordan Walker. That's about it. Everything else is outfield depth. And you get rid of an outfielder, you're getting Juan Soto back. So that's a second right, spot. Right. So, I mean, if you include, include Carlson, I mean, I would good. prefer them to include O'Neill. I don't, I think O'Neill's second half last year that put him in the MVP vote conversation, that was a flash in the pan. I don't think Tyler O'Neill's very good. I would love for them to trade Tyler O'Neill along with Jordan Walker, uh, Alec Burleson, and like uh, their first round pick last year, McGreevy, the pitcher whatever uh, I would like to hang on to Carlson and Mason win, but I don't think you can do that. It's possible. That's the crazy thing. It's possible, oh, but I it's know so it unlike the Cardinals. And I then know. the Cardinals, I don't think would sign him to an extension immediately. I think that he's a Scott Boris client. He's going to free agency. Yeah. No, I and he's going to get 600,000, $600 million. So <sighs> it's annoying, but I will take two years of Juan Soto. I don't care I'm... if they don't resign him. 
I'm sure you would. Um, trade deadline is Thursday. Um, Juan Soto is obviously the big name out there. Um, Cubs have a couple guys. Uh, obviously, Wilson Contreras is going to get dealt at some point. What Ian Happ sounds like he's going to get traded too. They both had their last potential last home games at Wrigley Field on Tuesday. Uh, a very emotional day for both of them. Uh, that's going to suck. I'm going to hate it again. Um, it just, it is what it is. I can't really, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, I hope they get a good return for him. I mean, if you package one of them with David Robertson, I think you can get a pretty good, pretty good package for that. Um, so we'll just have to see. I hate to think that we keep building for three years from now, but um, I don't know. I've been looking at a lot of trade scenarios and building my own packages and trying to see what could be the, make the most sense. But uh, yeah, you already mentioned uh, Frankie Montas, Luis Castillo, both big names that are out there. Andrew Benintendi's name is out there. Um, so uh, there's some Tigers names popped up yesterday. Tariq Skubal. Yep. I saw his For, name. They, they come said up. pretty much anybody they will listen to. And then the Marlins said anybody, but Alcantara. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of Pablo there's also Lopez a lot there. of quick clickbait out there. I seen Shohei Otani's name out there too, and I don't buy that. The um, non trade here, but did you see Mike Trout's injury? Yeah, he's on my fantasy team. My fantasy team that's already having an awful season. Now I've lost well, him. Too, do you remember some... the trade offer that I? Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for your advice there. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, so we'll have probably some more trade news to talk about next week. Um, as as those unfold, I'll probably have an, another emotional trade deadline special. Trade deadline special where I cry <laughs> about Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ. But at this point, to be honest with you, I'm over it. Like I just know it's happening. I've embraced it. Happening. Um, it's happening. Um, yeah. So that's coming up. Um, all right, we're starting to run out of time. Um, Freaking. Any, anything you want to talk about that we haven't already touched on? Maybe try to keep this one factually fairly short for once. Um, I might have seen a movie before you, a Netflix movie. Which one? The Gray Man. Oh, yeah. I have not watched The Gray Man yet. Yes. Okay. I watched that. Yep. I was traveling last week. Sucker for Anna de Armas. You know that? She's great. Uh, I was traveling last week and I haven't got a chance to watch it. I will definitely watch that um, before the weekend. Uh, what'd you think? Was it good? Yeah. Yeah, I was Decent enough. It's, yeah, it's not the, what, obviously not the best movie I've ever that's seen. That's what but Netflix is trying to. do. I was entertained. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched Red Notice too. Same thing. It was okay. Yeah, uh, Red Notice was yeah. Um, I have not watched it yet. I hope to get to it this week. So yeah, you did see that one before me. Um, <laughs> trying to think what uh, have I watched recently that I can mention here real quick as maybe a recommendation for anybody that's looking to spend some time on a rainy day um let's see real quick here i can sort this oh this is great content has our clock on our zoom run down <laughs> yeah uh, oh i just saw so, no i just saw okay. no uh the jordan i'm Beale not movie. gonna see that um i will not be seeing it's that. it's i don't know what you think it is if you think it's horror it's it's not um it's suspenseful i mean it's He's definitely um, a fan of M. Night Shyamalan movies and Steven Spielberg movies. It's not a horror movie. It is suspenseful. There are some thriller-esque aspects to it, but it is not a horror movie. I thought it was really good. Uh, there were certainly some things about it that I 
don't quite know what he was doing. And there's one thing in particular that I still don't really understand why it really needed to be in the movie. Uh, but either way, it was pretty good. Um, that was the big release from this past week. Yes. Stranger right. Things. Stranger Things. Love that show. Oh my God. Such a good season. Such a good season. Best yes. season since season one. I don't know why they needed to uh, give us two MCU length episodes yeah. at the end of it. But uh, yeah. It, yeah, it was great. Love that yeah. show. Um, such a, it was a great, it was a great season. Uh, very excited I'm, to see. Yeah. What they do, I hate but that we, we have get to... another season for a year like, and a half or whatever year and a half two be, years so. yeah i know um and then um loyal listener at least i hope he is lou medina i know went to vegas yes and watched eliza schlesinger so we watched yes. one of her we watched one of her um specials on netflix too she's um, funny she's funny she's a little quirky she's got like the voices and like like she's like a method like she gets into it so i saw her live uh this was right before the pandemic uh allison and i were looking for some um uh, little short getaway that we could do before baseball season started for me and uh, we just tri- went down to Di- to not disney went down to indianapolis and saw that she was performing did not know who she was yeah just got tickets to her show it was great it was hilarious she's hysterical yeah. um speaking of comedy i that's one other thing i did is john I went mulaney. To see john mulaney yeah, yeah john mulaney was back on his tour fresh out of rehab uh and uh, never been a him, fan of his saw him, i can't get into oh, it I, I love john mulaney man uh he's hysterical uh saw him at the united center it was a great show uh, they made us turn our phones in we had to like put our phones into this little bag uh and they like locked it up we could hold it the whole what? time but i couldn't actually use my phone so i couldn't i was like 10 rows from the stage but i couldn't post a picture of it anyway we're about to run out That's of time on our zoom we're not yep. going to start another one of these like subscribe share all that stuff we will be back next week not really sure when sometime soon he's craig i'm logan we'll see you next week peace